Yes, hello my friends, welcome to the Robcast. It's episode 358, and this episode is called Sign and Scale. What I want to do in this episode is name something. Uh, I want to try and distill something that's been happening in me over the past couple of years, well, years and years, but really the past two years, and really specifically the past nine months. And the word that keeps coming up when I try and get at the essence of it, is this word scale. But what I've noticed is how many of you and how many people all over the place are describing a very similar experience. It's almost like we played something out and we're beginning to see what it even is and how it's been working on us. So I want to name and describe... It's like something dying and something that's asking to die. Uh, It's like being liberated from something uh, or even healed. It's like something getting flushed from the system. Some things, like this one, some things take decades to even realize we're going on in you. Uh, It's like dragging the fish up on the beach and then going, hey, that's the water you were swimming in. Um, Decades to, to realize, let alone work your way out of. So that's what I want to do in this episode. I want to name this thing. I would call it scale. I'm sure you'll have your own language for it. Um, Before we get into that, dates are up for the two days in Ojai in January and February. So January and February, come join me. We'll sit under the oak trees outside. You bring your question, questions about uh, life, work, business, art, next step, uh, whatever it is, and then I ask you questions about your question, and then we watch as you get clarity, and uh, we just did one last week, and it just continues to be, I was going to say a thrill, but I think honor is the best, it's like an honor to be with you all, and um People start connecting with each other, and it's something. So anyway, um, there may be a couple of spots for the December, I'm not sure, but then January and February, we just put those dates up. And then, uh, as has been for a while, I did not see this one coming, but the Rob Bell Art Show. (laughs) I, I can't even say that without laughing. The Rob Bell Art Show continues on Instagram, uh, and... So I just keep putting up new pieces um, because new pieces. I'm literally surrounded by them right now here in the corner of the garage. I don't even know where to put them. Um, Just stacks and stacks. And then somebody else decides to remodel their kitchen from the 40s, and I get another stack, and I get so excited about it. (laughs) More wood. Oh, so anyway, that's a few things that are going on. Um, Now, let's get into this. Uh, Let's get into this and see where it takes us. I have this friend named Kristen McGinnis. She's an excellent writer. She has a new novel called Live Through This. And Kristen McGinnis said to me, I don't know, sometime in August, she said, hey, let's do a joint book signing a Where'd You Park Your Spaceship, your new book, and a Live Through This, my new book. Let's do a joint signing at the Barnes & Noble in Ventura, just, you know, half hour from where we live. And I said, great. So two weeks ago today, 
we did a joint book signing um, at the Barnes and Noble in Ventura. And uh, I got there and discovered that the <laughs> Barnes and Noble couldn't get my couldn't get where'd you park your spaceship my book in time so i had brought a box with me in my trunk so i went out to, when i realized that they didn't have my book i went out to the car and got my box that i had here in the garage and brought them in i think about 25 people came and uh, Kristen and I like asked each other questions, and then we each read um, from our book. And I read the scene where Heen Grubers meets Dill Tud for the first time. Um, and I, I stood up and read the scene, and like uh, I went for it. <laughs> I love reading from this book. Um, yeah, I think about 25 people came. I remember at one point talking and realizing, oh, these, these people, I think five people came because <laughs> they knew, uh, knew me and everybody else uh, came for Kristen McGinnis. And uh, so I remember at one point talking and realizing, oh, I'm the guy looking at the people looking back at me. I'm the guy who Kristen McGinnis is doing the book signing with. <laughs> like, I'm a guy talking about spaceships in the corner of a bookstore on a Sunday afternoon. Five people here, perhaps I am familiar with or are familiar with me. Otherwise, I'm just that guy. <laughs> and here's the thing. I loved it. Here's the other thing. And my God, I don't know how to talk about this without sounding like, uh, but you know, just, can I just like talk about this in a way that like there used to be way more people at book signings. Is that, you, you see what I'm saying? Uh, I'm trying not to be that guy, but I may be sounding like that guy. There used to be lots of people at book signings. There used to be, it used to be different, uh, yeah, the scale was much bigger. Um, and there used to be more, uh, it just used to be bigger, I guess I would say it that way. And there used to be people sitting on the floor and there used to be people in the aisles and a book signing was way more of a thing. Is that how I would say it? But this was like the best. It was so enjoyable. I used to show up and like the books magically were there and somebody handed me a Sharpie to sign the books. And now, <laughs> two weeks ago, I they can't even get the book in time because of their distribution network, something, something, something. And I'm literally bringing the books into <laughs> the bookstore myself and... It's doing something, oh God, how, well see, once again, I'm trying to figure out how to talk about it. It's like going back to a beginning that I skipped at the beginning. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, and each person who was there, 
and each person I got to meet and each and every single book I signed was, oh, God, it was so, uh, meaningful isn't the, the word, but it's close. Um, here's, so let me back up and then we'll go back to that. Um, I, I, I met somebody earlier this year who said that her lineage on, on one side, I don't remember if it was a mother or father's lineage, that her lineage was Afro-Caribbean. And I remember hearing that, that her lineage uh, through her parents was Afro-Caribbean. And I remember this little, like, bomb went off in my head, like almost like a laugh, like, oh, that's interesting. My lineage is white man expansion. My lineage is, when in doubt, keep going. Now, now I'm Danish, and I have English, of, of, of course, but uh, you know what I mean? There was like something about the way she said it that was like a gift, because I could see, yeah, <laughs> my lineage is, when in doubt, keep going. New lands, new frontiers, new audiences, new markets, uh, new territories. Sound familiar? Uh, that there's like my bloodline, but then there is the people that I came from who just kept going. And you're with me on this. That had an underbelly to it. And we could get into colonialism, and obviously you can go way into the the seizing of lands that belonged to the people who were there in the first place, to slavery. We can go into all that. But, but this larger impulse, is that what you'd say? This bend to just keep going farther and farther, more and more. Numbers, sales, followers, attendance, tickets sold. When in doubt, more, more, more. How are things going? Well, we made more money than last year. Excellent. How are things going? Yeah, attendance is up. Great. How are things going? I have more followers than I did six months ago. Excellent. Does that sound familiar to any of you? And, and we come by that this is what we were handed. It's like the programming, the conditioning, it's the it's the water of the Western world for many of us. So we have to begin by loving all the earlier uses. Oh, I love all the Robs, and you love all the earlier yous. There's no other way. Uh, and I actually, yeah, you have to extend yourself all sorts of grace. I, I thrived in this because we're a wonderful mix, right? It's like, we look back on our life and we see all the good and we also see all the other things that were in there as well. Later you see all the other things that were happening in there. But this world that I came up in where you just keep it just bigger scale, more, wider, broader, uh, I benefited from it. It was like it was made for me. I was made for it. Like... So ever so subtly, the question, how are we moving things forward? Yeah, building something, always building something, more accomplishments, increasing. I literally went to different places in the world 
and did teachings on being fully present, while at the same time, somewhere deep in my bones was this question, how did this, how, how, uh, how'd it go? Yeah. How are we, are we moving things forward? How, how, what are we building here? <laughs> holding things up, and perhaps this is how I would distill it, holding up what's happening to some standard, whether it's monetary, whether it's influence, whether it's connection, whether it's holding whatever you're up to and doing to some standard or goal or measure that you're now realizing doesn't even really exist. It's like 37 people noticed the thing you did, or 370, or 37,000, or 370,000 people noticed the thing you did. How is that different from 42 or 32? If it's 37, but you could look at it, man, but it wasn't 42 and it wasn't 32, because the difference is five human beings. But so easily, that difference of five human beings become a random sense that you have, that whatever the thing it is you were doing met or exceeded or fell short of expectations, and those expectations are all essentially things that we created in our mind that either inflate or deflate the ego in the sense of self. God, that was a jumble of a sentence, but you're with me, right? How often there is, whether it's in your business, your work, your family, your accounts, uh, the feeling you have about who you are in the world, the mind constructs all these stories and expectations of what is underperforming, what is exceeding expectations, what is successful, what is failure, and it's all at some level. You can't really get your hands on any of it. It's a standard or a goal or measure that doesn't really exist, <laughs> right? <laughs> Somebody asked me, uh, where'd you park your spaceship? How the book is doing. <laughs> and I laugh. I actually don't know like, like how it's doing. I think they meant by sales. I don't know how it's doing by sales. But what was funny is I started laughing because I thought like, how is the book doing like compared to my other 550-page novels about the planet Furtis? <laughs> How is it doing to my other <laughs> speculative fiction exercises <laughs> involving a lead character named Heen Gruber's Nunier and Dil Tud? <laughs> How is it doing compared to the other ones? <laughs> Uh, earlier this year, I went to a, a retreat center in Costa Rica called Reunion, which, whew, what a place. And there were 12 of us uh, spending the week there doing the, going through this wonderful, I don't even know what you call it, program process. Um, and there were 12 of us and there were nine facilitators who were there present holding space for us. And these people were present in a way that is very hard for me to explain. And the healing and the clarity and the insight that I 
encountered was so life-altering. Oh, my God. Just right now, even the, the emotion surrounding the gift of uh, the people there at Reunion. And I could feel being with them. I could feel my cells reprogramming that nine people uh, were present for a week for 12 of us. The world that I come from, that's not that efficient. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like only 12 of us? Like you're, you're seriously going to give with such fullness and life and love, you're going to give all nine of you yourselves to helping the 12 of us and have the experience we're having. Uh, I could feel something of my, it's like my cells were reprogramming around scale, around numbers, around how many, around breadth. A neighbor uh, of mine uh, got a hold of me and asked if uh, they couldn't come to the signing. He couldn't come to the signing. So shout out to Matthew. He's like, hey, could uh, we do like a book drop by thing? So I delivered a where'd you park your spaceship? One. I delivered a book to my friend, new friend in the neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know, um, there, God, how do I even say this? There have been lot, li, lots of books printed and published and distributed um, with my name on the front, but I am now delivering over the years, but I am now at the point where deliver, hand delivering in my car, in the neighborhood, one book is such a thrill. And I would say it's taking me all the way back to the start, but I actually skipped that part early on. It's like I'm going back and retrieving a beginning that I never had, where you're like, you know, it's like selling CDs out of the trunk. You know what I mean? That's the equivalent. Like going back in book one, book two, book three, another bit by bit by bit, and appreciating it and loving it, not for its breadth and for how many, but for the depth of one. Yeah, 25 people at that signing, most of them wondering, who's the guy talking about spaceships? Can we just, can you just, can you just like do your thing so that we can listen to Kristen? <laughs> And yet, oh, God, I got to talk about spaceships. <laughs> I've been doing these interviews because I told you all how much I love talking about these characters. And if you got yourself a blog, a podcast, is that what the kids call them? Um, a YouTube channel, whatever it is, I'm, I'm happy to talk about Where'd You Park Your Spaceship. And you all have taken me up on this. Uh, so, by the way, if that's you, um, email us at info at robbell.com and let's see if we can sort something out. So I've been doing these interviews with you people and I am have I am learning so much about myself. I am having these uh 
interactions with you all that are so, um, God, the like richness and the in like the insights you telling me about this story that I just put out and showing me what you saw in it about you and the number of people who are like, yeah, this book is your most personal book. Like this is, yeah, we like see you. I'm like, how? How in this book about a different planet? Um, and there used to be a team of publicists who were who I really, really enjoyed working with. But I used to have a team, there used to be with the publisher has a team of publicists and they vet to make sure that all the interviews you're doing, there are large numbers involved. And now um, there isn't that. It's just, oh, look, let's talk to this person. And it's got a depth and a richness and a vitality that I I can't even begin. I'm, I'm trying right now in this episode to put words on, and it's very difficult. Uh, I did big, wide scale. It's almost like it's almost like you play something out. You 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 play it out as far as you can, and then you see that that was never the game to be playing in the first place. But this this talking to you people. Uh, Delivering one book, <laughs> oh, even even like last week, sitting under these trees here in Ojai with what twenty people. Uh, I remember. Once again, disclaimer: this could be a super douchebag story, so just stay with me because it it it. I remember talking. This was uh 20, 19, 20 years ago. Speaking at a festival, it was outdoors. And I remember talking to the crowd and looking to the left. And then as I was talking, like you do, you look like to, you turn your head. So you look to the people over on the left and then you swing your head around to, until you're looking at the people on the right, sort of make eye contact with everybody. And I remember thinking at one point when I was talking, wow, it takes me a while to go from all the way to the left to all the way to the right. And afterwards, saying, I remember saying to the organizer, yeah, it seemed like a kind of a big crowd. Like, how many people was that? Just out of curiosity, because it really did strike me, like, just the the it was like, it's almost like an energy you could feel. Like, wow, that's this is some serious scale. And I remember <laughs> asking the the organizer, like, how many people came to this thing? And the organizer said very casually, "Yeah, I think we sold one hundred twenty thousand tickets." <laughs> Like it's just what we do. You know what I mean? I now, I'm sitting under these trees with 20 people sitting across from somebody hearing about who they are and what they've experienced and what they sense is happening within them now. And my God, one person is like all this Rob Bell. 25 people under the trees, this, this Rob Bell is going to like spontaneously combust. I'm just going to burst it so much. One person is like, and, and listening to what it's been like to be them and what's rising up within them, asking for expression. That's like, that's a, God, I'm like, that's like, whew, it's almost like more than I can bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're tracking with me on, on, on the larger 
uh, larger scale of this scale and how all the things happening within you and I are the, the larger thing that's happening. Like, like this word, let's, let's pick this word that for many people is, is the new punching bag, capitalism. And uh, this deep sense so many have that capitalism has become a word for something very, very off about our life together. Uh, but but I, I, would, I would say that what people are speaking of when they speak of capitalism is a system that doesn't know how to stop. All it knows is more, more, more. It's an addiction to scale, uh, cut off from any sense of connection and human exchange. Yeah, it's just well, as long as as long as there's more, but if it's an amorphous more that doesn't know when it when it's enough, so it just keeps going and creates a certain kind of insanity. Think, think about a company that makes something or does something, some service, some good, some product. And that company has investors, and those investors expect a certain level of returns. Okay, fine. But what is the level of return? Because in, in many cases, the level of return is basically just make more money than last year. And so the CEO, the person who runs this company, her job is to report to the investors, correct? And her job is to get revenue and profit up. Last year, the return was 9%. Next year, well, then the return kind of has to be 10, 11, 12, 13. So is it a crap place to work? Kind of an interesting question, not really. Is what they do even good or needed? Mm, kind of interesting, but actually, were the returns more than last year? Is the whole thing sustainable? Is it good for the earth? Well, uh, I mean, interesting question, but uh, how are the returns? So much gets bulldozed over. And I'm generalizing, of course, kind of. Um, so much gets bulldozed over for those returns. And the people who make that money, uh, as we know now, the actual facts about wealth and how wealth is more and more and more and more in the hands of a smaller and smaller and smaller group of people. What we know now is people with really large piles of gold invest and then expect uh, an increase on those returns so that the pile can get bigger so that more pieces of gold can be tossed on to the pile. So the answer is how much, like what is the point of all this? It doesn't have a number other than more. It doesn't have a number because there is no number. It doesn't know when to stop. Uh, and some have called this growthism. I think that is like a fantastic way to name it. It's so divorced from the actual exchanges of life that move us, in which we all support each other. And yeah, there's like an inner capitalist like a growthism of the soul, like a disease, where when in doubt, just keep pushing. What's the answer? More. What's the answer? Scale. More scale. More scale. Yeah, yeah. I am a child of that world. I am a, I was a son of that system. Yeah. And for me, the 
that free market just more got welded to a religious early on spiritual to the ends of the earth all the nations and uh it all got to be like one giant sort of hairball just when in doubt uh how was the attendance did it sell out how many people came how many books sold how many you're building 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 nothing wrong with building nothing wrong with tickets nothing wrong with whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that gets sold, whatever exchange, great. But there is like a, a runaway scale that never doesn't know when is enough. It doesn't know when to stop. And I have noticed, I am feeling, I am, God, that like cells being reprogrammed around what we know to be scale. Yeah. 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 There is a depth and a presence with just one. <laughs> there, is, there is a joy in just a couple. Yeah. Uh, my daughter Violet came with me to that book signing two weeks ago. And uh, she... Violet, who came to destroy the patriarchy, beginning with me. <laughs> so she came with me, and she has just discovered literature. Uh, she has this honors English class that is just blowing her mind. And so we've been talking about books and literature and how you actually read something and, and how you read between the lines and themes and motifs and genres and metaphors and analogies and... So she's like, I want to read classics. So before uh, the signing and talk started in the Q&A, she and I were just walking through, okay, trying to find, okay, do they have Catcher in the Rye? Okay, do they have 1984? Uh, do they have, and then a friend of ours showed up, shout out to Tim and Wendy, and Tim was like, have you read Flowers for, is it Algernon? Oh, that's a classic. So then they went off to look for it. So she's all over the bookstore making a stack of classics that she wants to read and then uh we get in the car and then she sits through the thing so she hears me talk about spaceship and then we get in the car when we go home and she talks about what she thought about what i said and uh yeah it's like just the best just the best yeah so that's the thing. That's the thing about scale is this modern obsession with more. Uh, and no one can ever answer the question, how many? So, like, what's the number of whatever? Clients, sales, followers? Like, no one ever actually has a number. Um, and the people who do have that number just create another number. Or they have a deep existential despair. It's like the trap door opens on, I got the number and it didn't, uh, it didn't fix whatever's happening in here. <laughs> didn't, I'm still, I'm just the same person only now I got the number that I had in my head was the number that if you got that number, you would have made it. There has to be some other game we're playing here. Yeah. It's like you have, like the inner capitalist has to die. Uh, yeah. 
That's what's that's so perhaps that's what you're experiencing. So uh, all of the impulses around this system, this system has some edges to it. This system has something about it that's really, really wrecking things. Yes, and the way that you deal with it is you find it within yourself. You find the disease of growthism uh, within yourself. And uh, yeah, yeah, you find that and you go into the heart of it. Yeah, and you find out that oh, when you're present and you're not constantly obsessed with what this is moving towards because you're just here, then a whole new world opens up. Yeah, 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 a whole new world opens up. Yeah, so that's what's been happening in me. And for some reason, this book... This guy asked this guy, where'd you park your spaceship in the middle of the night two years ago? It's like this one story, this series of stories, this world, it like came to realign to help me see something. And I distinctly remember when I started typing, no one may ever read this. This may never be a thing. This may just be a thing I do for my own, I don't know joy, pleasure, fascination. But I, I remember at the time thinking, just start typing. There's, this has come, this is here to, do, to set you free from something. And I can see now one of the things is this, and we come by it honestly, an addiction to scale. Yeah, 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 it's all around us. It's all around, perhaps you have people in your life who, who that's, all of their questions for you about your life or about that. It's like, well, how'd it go? Uh, what was the attendance? Uh, how much did you make? Um, who noticed? Uh, did it increase? Is it, are the numbers up? And they have come to show you the thing that's in the air. And yeah, yeah. There's another game for us to be playing. Yeah, yeah. God, two weeks ago today, that signing, it was like I could see, oh, look at, uh, some senses it was like, look how far we've come. In some senses it was like, oh, look how much more enjoyable this is. And you thought the old stuff was enjoyable, and it was, but this, look at the freedom in this. Wait, another person bought the book? Wait, I think we sold Two, three, four? Did we sell five books? <laughs> Whoa, we're on a roll here. <laughs> we're on fire. <laughs> yeah, this Rabel had to have the whole thing collapse at some level. The whole thing let me down on a huge, huge scale. I had to have a whole thing fall apart so that I could start over at the beginning with one, and then maybe two, and then maybe three, and then sure, I'll deliver a book to your house. <laughs> Four. Ah, <laughs> oh, because when you can enjoy that, good God, freedom. 
<laughs> this has been Robcast 358. <laughs>